And for the first time in 2020, it is my pleasure to say welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's the podcast of Your Life Choices, the website, the e-newsletter, yourlifechoices.com.au. And for the very first time this year, my chance to say a Happy New Year to Leon Delabosca from Your Life Choices, uh, known to us as the, the travel guru and many other things as well. Happy New Year to you, Leon. Happy New Year to you too, John. How are you? I'm very well. Did you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, my New Year's resolution, you know what, I I actually ticked one of my New Year's resolutions off this year, last year, to give up smoking, and I did it. Oh, mate, hey, high five, dude. That's fantastic. Thank well you. Well done. Thank you. Uh, having not smoked now for a year, yes? Uh, yes, yeah. Well, close. What are, some of the, uh, what are some of the benefits that you found, apart from saving a heck of a lot of money? Saving a lot of money is a good one. Uh, sitting on a train and not feeling self-conscious that I smell, because now I smell other people who smoke, yeah. and you don't smell that when you smoke. Um, yeah, I think just not, not feeling like a social pariah. <laughs> because you see people now, it's so hard for people to, to smoke because you are socially excluded. You have to go to further and further away. And it's, uh, it, it be- is now really become like you are on a drug because yeah. uh, you have to hide away somewhere. And uh, uh, it must be very, very liberating. It, it is. It really is. Um, and, you know... Especially for someone like you who flies a lot. I do. I fly a lot. And you, I go to a lot of countries where smoking is still considered, I suppose, trendy. Um, I, I, I've given up smoking like many smokers 50 times. And this time uh, I just said, I'm done. And I, I was amazed. I know this is probably going to sound like I'm boasting and I'm really not meaning to. Oh, but go for it. I think it's just people get scared of, of doing that, of making that big change. And it was just... I found it really easy. I can't not uh, ask this question, and this will wrap this up, but how did you do it? I just stopped. I literally just stopped. It wasn't a matter of going cold turkey or convincing myself that I had to. I think it was just time. It it was time. Well, um, I, I did the same the same way many, many, many years ago now, but um, and you, I think, isn't it worse than heroin as far as trying to give it Supposedly up? Supposedly harder to give up than heroin, yeah. Yeah, it's so. funny. Um, my wife said to me a couple of weeks later when she was trying to cut down from uh, three coffees down to one, and um, she said, Oh, that, you know, I've been having headaches all day, and I'm really, I feel just sluggish and jittery at the same time. And she said, I don't know how you gave up smoking and cutting, I cut back coffee as well at the same time. I don't know how you did that. You're you're a, you're a man machine, and, and I just said, "Yes, yeah, I don't know. I just yes, did it. I, I just did it." And I think anyone can do it, really, if you just sort of say it's well, time. It's Leon. You... That's you know lovely for you, but not everyone can do it. Oh, I know, I know. But so yeah, the mind please. is a very powerful thing, John. Oh, it's a very powerful thing indeed. <laughs> Leon, what? Uh, who are we going to be speaking to in this episode of uh, Mind Your Own Retirement? Uh, today we're going to talk to William Jolly from Savings.com.au yes. about uh, some. So well, I suppose it's a new, it's a digital platform that's going to revolutionise the financial industry. Oh, it's, we've heard that. It's before. been around we've a while. Yeah, before. I know, I know. Look, it's it's been around for a little while. Uh, neo banks, but you know, not a lot of people know what they're about. So William's going to come in and decipher it for us today. And Louise Beatty, who we've spoken to before, um, we've pre-recorded an interview with her and uh, El Supremo. Um, so she's going to be having a chat to uh, to the boss a bit later on as well about a fabulous new book that she has written and uh, also talking more about the discussion with... Because uh, we spoke about 
having the discussion with the siblings about with their parents about you know what is the next phase of their life. But we're going to talk about age care at home. And um, that'll be with Kay Fallick. And so we've, we've recorded that, pre-recorded that oh, interview. No one knows more about that than Louise. That's well, that's, sure. what, that's exactly what Kay said. And um, so that, that's going to be coming up a bit later on. And who else do we have? Uh, we've got a friend of mine, Penny Watson. Well, I met Penny in the travel writing circles. She's a heck of a travel writer and she's had a few books. Oh, this is this book This is this book. In. It is a fantastic book and a subject, ah. I believe, is close to your heart it's close to mine as well we're going to talk about slow travel why not on this episode of mind your own retirement with our special guest today leon de Bosca. it's uh, very very welcome to you stay with us it's from your life choices the website and the e-newsletter but coming up next we're talking finance The podcast of Your Life Choices is Mind Your Own Retirement is where we are now with Leon Dallabosca and me, John Deeks. And let's talk finances with William Jolly from savings.com.au. Welcome, William, and Happy New Year. It's now 2020. Happy New Year, John. Thanks for having me on. It's a new year and we're talking today with you about a new type of banking uh, called neobanks. So, William, what what are neobanks? So, basically, well, the word neo means new. So really, they're just new banks. But the ones that people are talking about in particular are these sort of new sort of online banks that have been popping up in the last year or so. So the, there's about five of them, I think, to my knowledge. So there's a UpBank 86400, which is named after the number of seconds in the day. You've got Judo Bank, which I think mainly does turn deposits. And there's a, sort of two other ones called Bolt and Zinger, which don't currently have products, but will be soon. And so these banks, they're, they're mainly online based, so they don't have the physical branches, you know, your, your big banks might have, that they're entirely online or almost entirely online. For these banks, you normally have to go online, download their app, and you can just do all your, your regular banking in their mobile app. I'm going to ask the last question first, uh, because we have a lot of retirees who listen to this uh, podcast, of course. How safe are they, William? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, neobanks, just like all banks, are, are safe. Um, there's something called the government guarantee, which means basically in the extremely rare event that these banks go under, which almost never happens. I think the last time it happened was in 1931, uh, according to the Reserve Bank. I remember it uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so if that should happen, which it would be astounding if it did, uh, up to $250,000 of, of your money would be returned to you by the government. And that's limited per institution, but you can have multiple across different institutions. So if you had, say, $500,000 split evenly across two banks, that money would would be returned to you if the bank ever collapsed. But if you had, say, 500000 in one bank, you'd only get 250000 back. But it's, it's worth noting that it's pretty much never going to happen. Like if these, these banks, they would have been given a banking license if there was if the government thought there was any chance of that happening. Okay. Well, we know now it's mm. uh, as safe as uh, one of the big pillar banks. Yes, pretty much. Okay. We've cleared up that they're safe. What, uh, you know, is, is putting in long-term deposits, do they offer better interest rates than, say, a big four bank? Well, I, I can't say sort of broadly if they do offer uh, better interest rates, but I think uh, across some of, some of the terms we've been seeing, they do seem to have high interest rates from the big four. I think if, if we're talking about term deposits, I think Judo is the only one that offers term deposits at the moment. The other ones sort of offer savings accounts and like bank accounts. But I think uh, Judo uh, offers term deposits that are pretty high. I think most of their rates are in excess of 2%. 
And I think uh, that's that's quite higher than the ones the big four are offering. I think uh, if I have to be specific at the moment, I think they're offering a rate of 2.5% okay. for a five-year term deposit. Okay. I think that's that's almost double what the nearest big four bank is offering for that same term. So that's that's pretty pretty high. Yeah. So you would assume that having lower overheads that somehow maybe the consumer would benefit from that. What are the benefits of these neobanks? Yeah, well, that, that's one benefit. They do claim that they can sort of offer sort of higher rates because they have less overheads. You know, they don't have to pay as many sales staff. They don't have to keep the lights on at a, at a branch overnight. Um, another big reason why they're currently offering sort of higher rates in general uh, it's probably because, you know, they're quite new. They're trying to sort of make a name for themselves. And also, so they want to get some eyeballs on their page, get some deposits, and they can use those deposits to then lend money out to people via, say, home loans. Are these companies based in Australia? Yes. So, um, I believe most of them are, yeah. So I think they all, are all based in Australia. I have to double-check that, but I think they are, yeah. And you're using them with apps on smartphones, computers? Um... Yes. What would happen if you were to, um, you know, you know, not have a smartphone? A lot of um, members prefer to have what I think we affectionately call dumb phones. Um, they would have to then just be using their computer uh, to access their money. The two that I've sort of given a test run, which are the two that have sort of savings account products at the moment, up in eighty six four hundred. I think they are exclusively app based. So if you, if you only use a like a, a computer, you might not be able to use them. But I don't know if that, that might change in the future. But if, if you do have a smartphone, you're, you're confident in using it, then you know maybe give it a go. But yeah, I think they are. They do say they're mostly app based. Okay, so I'm in the lift with uh, with you, and you say hello. I'm William Jolly from Savings.com.au. Have you heard about these online banks? And I go, why should I be uh, Why should I be interested in becoming a member of an online bank? Well, I mean, they've got good rates for one, and I guess if you like uh, sort of that, that fast technology-based online banking, then they'd probably be a good shout. I mean, you might prefer the uh, sort of the old the old school branch-style banking, where you can walk into your local branch and speak to someone in person. That definitely has its merits, and the larger banks, in that instance, would probably be a better choice because you know they've got hundreds of branches around the country. Um, but again, if you if you want to give them a go. Uh, you know, like the, these these neo banks could be a good shout because you know they're they're quite easy to use. Um, like I I sort of did a test run on a couple of them and I signed up in about five or ten minutes. And uh, the apps the apps they have are, are really cool. Like so they offer some nice features. And like budget tracking is there is there like budget tracking and things like that like helping you sort of monitor your money. Yeah, budget tracking is roundup features. So you know if you spend three dollars fifty on a coffee. They'll round up that extra 50 cents and save it for you. Okay. There's another one where they send you like push notifications. So, you know, if you're spending too much money at the pokies, they might say, oh, you spent 100 bucks at the pokies last night, just letting you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds That's great. one example. <laughs> yeah. All right, William, where, where, where can I find these neobanks? Where would I go if I wanted to have a look and, and sort of find these neobanks? Yeah, well, so we compare a lot of savings account rates on our website and term deposits as well. So you can come to our our savings account and term deposit pages. We have an article that lists the highest rates at the moment feature those. And you'll probably see at the moment, at least, those sort of new neobanks featuring pretty heavily at the top of those rate pages. Mm. So savings.com.au is your website. Uh, we'll put that also up on our uh, Your Life Choices website as well as a as a connect. And uh, William, thank you very much indeed. And it's a brave new world for so many people, neobanks. And uh, thank you for giving up your time to speak to us and have a great 2020. No worries, guys. Thanks so much for having me. 
and a reminder that Your Life Choices does not hold an Australian financial services licence and all content and discussion is of a general nature only. Hello there, I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well-priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with your life choices, Pension Checker. Welcome back to Mind Your Own Retirement, and uh, Leon is our guest host today. Uh, but uh, earlier, the lovely Kay Fallock, the publisher of Your Life Choices, spoke to Louise Beatty, who is the uh, third phase steps uh, honcho and uh, a very, very well-renowned and very well-respected uh, person when it comes to aged care. She is, and we talked about the past, the turkey moment, and I think the really interesting point is most people age at home. So we mustn't all think we've got to go into a facility. Louise, I think the number's about 90% of people. Can you uh, help us out here? It's something like that, that the most people, I mean, most of us are going to age at home. We're not going to go to residential care, but it's about what that home is and, and how we actually do that, and how we bring support and services into us. And I think there's something like uh, 95 to 100 thousand packages of services that the government funds or subsidises. We all pay a little bit towards it, but the government subsidises to help out older people who want to stay at home as well. And that's a really valuable resource. Is it enough, Louise, or is there a waiting list? There's a waiting list. It's, it's never going to be enough. And I think what we look at is no matter how many packages the government releases, there's still more older people who need the care. The waiting list is something like 120,000 people still on there. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it should be complete despair because there are other services that are out there. Possibly also too, people need to start thinking about it in advance. I think part of the problem why it becomes a major issue is we leave it till the last minute. We leave it till we're in absolute crisis mode. You know, can't exist another day without getting some help. And that's where the problem is because you do have such a big waiting period. So there's pent-up demand, is there? Yeah, there is, and and people are resisting it. And this is what we find a little bit frustrating. People resist it. They go, no, I don't need that. I don't want to do that because they don't want to feel like they're getting old. They don't want to concede defeat. We say accept the help. Look for where the resources are because it maintains your independence and can keep you at home with a much better quality of life while you're living in the home. And maybe rather than waiting for the government to pay for everything, we need to look at what are some of our resources that we can bring to help fill in the gaps either while we're waiting for the government package or to supplement and top up what the government will give us. Your your book, uh, Don't Panic, Age the Way You Want, Where You Want, what was the catalyst for writing that? What was the, uh, what was the stimulus? It was many, many years of... Um, thinking about aged care and finding people just really had no idea how to approach it. The book is designed to help people think about what's important to them. I think that was the big issue I had, that people didn't even know what was important to them. They didn't know where to start. Um, I certainly have. I spent a lot of time talking to my friends about their parents 
talking to my parents about them, talking to my aunts and uncles about their needs as well. And so it just occurred to me that we really need a book that's simple, helps them with some outlines, gives them the power to say what do I like and what don't I like, and then to get help. Okay. Now, uh, we are going to give away some copies of the book, are we not? Correct. So what we will do is we'll redirect people to Louise's website, which is thirdphasesteps.com.au. Sure. But we will do that through our page as well. Yep. And they will have to make a comment and uh, Louise will manage the process from there. But I think I'm hearing from Louise knowledge is power and if you if you're in denial you actually are doing yourself a disservice, disservice yeah. yeah so um folks if you'd like to get a copy of uh, age the way you want where you want it's uh, don't panic uh because uh, louise Beatty has got uh, a great book and we'd like to get you a copy just go to the your life choices website and uh, put in a comment Yep. And uh, then we'll uh, we'll distill from there yep. uh, who would like to have uh, get a copy. But uh, if you don't get a copy um, uh, for free, then make sure you go and get one. And uh, Louise's website will also be up on our website as a link. Yes, and and look, we will talk to Louise about uh, putting up more content on this topic. Fantastic. Um, because it, you can't start thinking about this early enough. Louise Beattie, we know you're very busy. Have a wonderful 2020 and thank you so much for being so generous with your time. That's my pleasure. Thanks, John. Thanks, Kay. Leon Dalabaska, special guest host of Mind Your Own Retirement uh, with me, John Deeks. It's time to go travelling and uh, we've got a pal of yours on the phone. We have, John. Penny. Um, Penny Watson is a friend of mine I've met through the travel writing circles and um, she is an amazing travel writer and, and a top woman to boot. How are you, Penny? Hello, Jen. Lovely to be here. I'm very well. You've written a fabulous book. I've heard of slow cooking, but you've got... Slow Travel. Yeah. Tell me about your new book, Slow Travel. Well, Slow Travel is a movement that kind of embraces more curious, immersive, authentic travel. And it's about really connecting with the people that you meet and the places you go and hopefully learning a little bit about yourself along the way. We were talking about this um, recently, Penny, and sort of saying how this is a way that many of us travel or have been travelling for a while now, and and it's it's good that we're sort of you're finally getting the word out and sort of putting it down as a, a an emerging travel trend, so they say. But a lot of people travel this way, including John here. Yeah, well, I, I'm look, I'm a bit of a fan of uh, going someplace, staying there for a while. Um, this year in 2020, I'm relocating to New York for a month, and I just because I love the city and just staying there and absorbing it, or whether it be Paris or whatever. Uh, but it's not just staying in the one spot for you; it's taking your time. And of course, a lot of our uh, wonderful friends of uh, your life choices have the time to do that, don't they, Leon? They do, yeah. Penny, where do you reckon they should go to enjoy some slow travel? travel? Well, as you know, it is the antithesis of all the hotspot destinations and those checklist experiences. Um, but it really depends on what kind of slow inspires you. You can be cycling through Rwanda, you can glamp in an icy landscape up in Greenland, uh, you can do a little canoe trip up the Catherine River in Northern Territory, 
you can camp along the wave-swept beaches of Morocco. It really depends hmm. what, where your passions lie. Have, uh, now, your book that I have in front of me, there's lots of little tags that are here. Are these your tags, young man? They're my tags. They're the parts of the book that I Go think, the Distance, uh, Ultimate Trips and Sabbaticals, um, and also another one that you've uh, claimed. What was the last slow travel you went on, Penny? I went up to the Cape York Peninsula a couple of months ago. Ooh. I was supposed to go to Cape Trib, but I hired a four-wheel drive and I kept driving <laughs> it, was, it was magical up there. You can't go anywhere up there unless you're in a four-wheel drive. Um, and there was no one around because the school holidays had finished. And my family and I just did little bunny hops um, to beautiful freshwater swimming holes and windswept beaches. And it was just oh. But as, as you sort of uh, you say in your book, Penny, you don't have to go out in the middle of nowhere to, to do the slow travel thing. You, you, you can do it in, in sort of... Well, there's urban slow travel as well, isn't there? Can you have a bit of a chat about that with us? Cities really put to the test the idea that slow travellers can seek out mindful, happy experiences, even in the crowds and the chaos. Yeah. Um, in you know, Regent's Canal with its beautiful wooden barges is a little bit of escapism in, in London. In Hong Kong, there's the Tycoon Centre for Heritage and Arts, and that's the low-rise oasis right in, right in the centre yeah, of the city. Yeah, it's beautiful. You can yeah, you can walk around there for ages. Um, the beautiful new Udi Central Library in Helsinki is another example. And even here in Melbourne, in my neighbourhood, actually, the Abbotsford Convent. Yeah, it's a it's great a really place. Peaceful, Isn't that yeah. a wonderful resource? Oh, yeah, it. it's just contemplative and beautiful and it's got a little touch of Melbourne there. You know, you can get a good laugh. Eh? Yeah. Uh, do you <laughs> constantly have itchy feet? Yes. I know Leon. Leon does. It's it, it's a it's a real. In the shower, it's a, he might have given up smoking, but he's got a drug of travel, and that's that's uh, certainly a good one to have. Well, I think Penny gets out a little bit more than me, which um, certainly you know that's why she knows so much about these sort of you know opportunities for. Folks, get get a hold of this book, Slow Travel, Reconnecting with the World at Your Own Pace by Penny Watson. It's a beautiful book, fabulous photographs and uh, and wonderful and practical advice, certainly at the start of it, uh, Leon, with uh, what to take, uh, you know, how to go, what to do. And because, as I say, so many of our friends of this podcast have the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Look, Penny's, um, Penny's uh, I think we can call her the expert on slow travel now, can't we, Penny? I think you can. I'm yeah. here. Go for it. Let's yeah. do it. No, she'll, Let's take, do she'll it. take that. No worries. We'll put a link on where we can get the book and, um, and yeah, and a little bit more about Penny. Follow her on Facebook. Her travels are inspiring. Penny, be, uh, be very safe and uh, travel well across 2020. Thank you for your time today. Lovely speaking with you guys. Thanks, Bye. Penny, Penny Watson, travel writer and ex- author extraordinaire, Slow Travel, Reconnecting with the, the World at Your Own Pace. Penny Watson, get a hold of that book. It's great. Okay, Mind Your Own Retirement. This uh, particular episode has been uh, co-hosted by Leon Delabosco from the wonderful Your Life Choices website, and uh, he's the travel guru of the place. Well, he's only the he's the only travel bloke on the place. The so travel he, guy. So we have actually he's the travel guy, and if he hasn't been there, then it's not worth going to. So he knows all about everything, and you're going to leave us with some travel nuggets. I am John. Now talking to Penny about slow travel has been a, a bit of fun, but um, there are a couple of place names that I'd like to bring up that uh, will take you a while to say. So just imagine 
when someone asks you where you live and you have to say, Mamang Kukum Purangkachunya Hill. What's the postcode? Well, it's in South Australia. Are you kidding? Uh, and oh, no. It's, it's got almost as many letters really? as a postcode. It's 30 letters and it's the longest place name in Australia. And it's a Pichanchachara word meaning where the devil unites. But don't let that put you off. Oh. Now, you think that's a long name. And, and you, you think it's tough you, to say. Thank you for stopping me to do any, any lines on that. No, no. Thank if you. I pass this Where over to you, we could be urinates. here all day. Wow. All right. So that's what's a tough it, one to what's say. What's it called again? <laughs> all right. Ready? Mamankukam Purangkachunya Hill. Right. Right. That's a tough one to say. A local pub. Tougher to spell. But imagine having to fill out the address on a parcel that you were sending to. Toma Tafaka. Tani Hanya Kawawo Atamate Aturipu Kakapiki Maunya Horo Nuku Porkai Fenu Aketa Nata Who? This place exists. In which country? It's in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, okay. It's the longest place name in the world, 85 letters long. Hang on, I thought that place in uh, Wales was. This is is the longest place name in the world, according to, you know. Yeah, it's the name is very difficult to say. It rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, It rolls off the, I don't even think. It's not quite cute. Look, they don't even want to say it. They've they've shortened the town name (laughs) to Talmata, they call it. The locals call it Talmata because, you know, why would... We don't have all day to Leon, say our name. Yeah, you were a funny man. Oh, look, I'll tell you what this means, John. This is, I think this is quite beautiful. Yeah, the summit on. where Tamatea, the man with the big knees, the slider, climber of mountains, the land swallow who travelled about, played his koal, which means flute, to his loved one. I think I prefer where the devil goes wee-wee. Let's just stick to tomato, eh? There you go. See you in queue. Um, thank you very much, Leon. Till next time, my friend, be well and safe travels. I look forward to the next time, John. Thank you. Catch you next time on Mind Your Own Retirement from Your Life Choices, the website, the e new letters, please go and check it out and tell your friends as well. See you next time. Happy New Year.